This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where early voting is done and the election is just one day away. There are 14,400,000 registered voters in Florida. 60% of us have already cast our ballots by mailing them in early or taking advantage of early voting sites over the past couple of weeks. Florida's death toll from COVID-19 will break the 17,000 mark when the stats are updated today. Sunday's total was 16,997. And if that's not bad enough, there's been a sizable increase in the number of new infections. Jill Biden campaigns in Tallahassee, joining a Souls to the Polls march from church to an early voting site. Our voices are more powerful than we know, especially here in Florida. If we win here, there is no stopping us. Biden came to Florida to talk about racial justice. She was joined by the family of George Floyd and their attorney, Ben Crump. The blood of George Floyd is on the ballot. The blood of Breonna Taylor killed in Louisville, Kentucky, is on the ballot. The blood of Trayvon Martin killed in Sanford, Florida, is on the ballot. Donald Trump also held a rally in Miami-Dade last night with an 11.30 start time. You will not hear it on the podcast because, well, that's way past my curfew. Funny thing is, it was also past Miami-Dade's curfew, too. But that didn't stop Donald Trump. As Mel Brooks once said, it's good to be king. Former President Barack Obama is back in Florida today for a pre-election rally, one more sign of how close the race is here and how important our electoral votes are in the process. There's been all sorts of talk in political circles about dastardly schemes to interfere with the counting of mail-in ballots. Florida Senator Rick Scott is just hoping the race can be called on election night, so none of that really matters. I want people to vote. Uh, I hope we find out election night. I hope it's, it's not a fight. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events, and then we'll check in with two Florida men accused of stealing ballots from a mailbox and a Florida woman who used a crowbar to get a refund from her cable company. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Monday, November 2nd. This is the Day of the Dead, a Mexican holiday based on the belief that the souls of the dead return to visit their living family members. Many celebrate by visiting the graves of loved ones, setting up altars with their favorite food, drink, and photos. This is also National Deviled Egg Day. The Florida Department of Health reported 4,865 new coronavirus cases and 28 additional fatalities over the past 24 hours. The state's official death toll will break the 17,000 mark when today's casualty count is updated. On Sunday, it reached 16,997. And remember, this is the official number. A study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says the actual death toll could be as much as 25% higher than the government is reporting. There is a troubling trend if you look at the weekly stats, an increase in the number of new infections. Florida has been averaging about 4,000 a day for the past week. That compares to 3,000 per day the week before. Over the past week, Florida saw 28,776 new cases and 360 newly reported fatalities. That's an average of 51 deaths every day. Florida ranks third in the nation for positive COVID cases, trailing California and Texas. But if current trends continue, Texas will soon have the dubious distinction of having the most cases in the nation. Dr. Anthony Fauci is warning that a national surge in COVID cases is going to cause a whole lot of hurt in the weeks ahead. And he says the U.S. needs to make an abrupt change in public health precautions as the winter approaches. But here in Florida, that's not going to happen. In fact, after months of meeting remotely because of the COVID pandemic, local governments need to be ready to resume in person this month. They've been meeting online since March when the governor signed an order allowing them to do business remotely. But in September, Ron DeSantis issued a memo saying government bodies should prepare to meet in person as required by Florida law beginning November 1, 2021. 
2020. A controversial member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, who has appeared alongside the governor here in Florida, is apologizing for doing an interview with Russia Today. Dr. Scott Atlas appeared on the network Saturday without permission from the White House. He tweeted Sunday he had no idea the TV network was registered with the Justice Department as a foreign agent, and he apologized for, quote, allowing myself to be taken advantage of. In August, Governor Ron DeSantis hosted Atlas at three separate events around the state where he criticized lockdowns and pushed back against the need for widespread testing. Critics have also accused him of advocating the herd immunity theory without actually calling it that. Next up on Sunrise, the presidential campaign heads for home. So, of course, they're coming to Florida. But first, let's take a break for the sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise podcast from Florida Politics, and we are much obliged. Predict It is like the stock market for all things politics. Instead of trading stock in companies, you're investing money into your opinions on everything from election results to how many times President Trump will tweet this week. It's easy and only costs a few bucks to get started. Our podcast listeners can get a special introductory offer by visiting predictit.org slash promo slash F-L-A-P-O-L. Try it today. Welcome back to Sunrise. In the closing hours of the campaign, Jill Biden travels to Florida to talk about social justice. She spoke outside Bethel Baptist Church, the center of the civil rights movement in Tallahassee during the 50s and 60s. And she was joined by the family of George Floyd, whose death triggered a wave of Black Lives Matter demonstrations and protests across the country back in the spring. It's been difficult not to be discouraged by the story that we've seen played out these last four years. The chaos and the grief of this pandemic, the anxiety of job losses, the injustice of racial violence that continues to poison our communities. Our hearts are broken for every life taken too soon. And that's especially true for the Floyd family who is here with us today. Bridget, Keita, Philanise and Terrence, Joe and I often think about your family and the time that we got to spend with you. So thank you for being with us today. You know, our communities are hurting in so many ways, but the stories we tell can inspire us to rise to kindness as well. You know, there's such power in kindness, in community. And although this year has been so difficult, we have been reminded of the strength of our communities. This nation has only been great because of the ordinary people who have held onto their faith in what we could do together. And we need a president who shows that same unwavering character, who can bring us back together and restore the soul of America on its imperfect path to justice. And that's my husband, Joe Biden. Joe continues to believe that we are capable of rising to our highest ideals, that our best days are ahead of us. His faith is unshakable because it's in the providence of God. It's in the boundless potential of our country. It's in you. It's in us. 
His faith is that together we can write the next chapter of our nation. But to do that, we need you because this is it. This is it. There are no do-overs. We can't sit back and watch what happens. We have to decide what happens. Our voices are more powerful than we know, especially here in Florida. If we win here, there is no stopping us. So tell me, are you ready to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Because with you on our side, I know we're going to win this election on Tuesday. Even in this dark time, my faith in this country has never been stronger. I know that we will get through this together. We are asking for your vote. God bless you all, and thank you. Thank you, Florida. Thank you. Praise the Lord for you. Thank Let's you. go win. Biden was introduced by one of Florida's best-known attorneys. Ben Crump of Tallahassee has been involved in a series of high-profile cases where blacks were killed by cops, and he says tomorrow's vote will say a lot about where America is headed on the issue of racial justice. We need a president who will seek not just to be president of the red states or the blue states, but will seek to be president of the United States of America, and that is Joe Biden. Brothers and sisters, it's on us. It's on us because many of the people who you have come to know as hashtags that but by the grace of God could have been your children is on the ballot. The blood of George Floyd is on the ballot. The blood of Breonna Taylor killed in Louisville, Kentucky is on the ballot. The blood of Jacob Blake Jr. shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin is on the ballot. The blood of Ahmaud Aubrey, who was lynched for jogging while black is on the ballot. The blood of Trayvon Martin killed in Sanford, Florida is on the ballot. The blood of Emmett Till is on the ballot. The blood of Martin Luther King is on the ballot. The blood of our ancestors is on the ballot. We got to vote because our children's lives, future, is on the ballot. So when we stand up for the Trayvon Martins of the world, and more importantly, when we stand up for the unknown Trayvon Martins of the world, when we stand up, Mother Holmes, for what my grandmother said is the least of these. What we are really doing is helping America live up to its creed. What we are really doing is helping America be the great beacon of hope and justice for all the world to marvel. But most importantly, my brothers and sisters, what we are doing is helping America be America for all Americans, and that's why we have to elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as president and vice president of the United States of America. Our children's lives depend on it. 
a brief time out now just to have a bit of fun at Ben Crump's expense. During his intro, when he referred to Joe Biden, it sounded like he was about to say Don instead of Joe. Here, give a listen. We're on the cusp of electing a man who has conviction and character worthy of being the president of the United States of America and Joe Biden. Okay, no big deal. That sort of thing happens all the time. Like about two minutes later. We need a president who will seek not just to be president of the red states or the blue states, but will seek to be president of the United States of America. And that is Joe Biden. I can't say for sure that Crump was about to say Donald instead of Joe, but after 40 years in radio, you get a sense for this sort of thing. Well, that's enough fun for now. Let's get back to the news. Guess who's back in South Florida today? Former President Barack Obama will be stumping for Joe Biden and all the Democrats on down the ballot. It'll be hard for Obama to top his performance last week in Florida. What's his closing argument? That people are too focused on COVID. He said this at one of his rallies. COVID, 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 he's complaining. He's jealous of COVID's media coverage. He's turned the White House into a hot zone. Some of the places he holds rallies have seen new spikes right after he leaves town. That last bit about COVID super spreaders isn't the usual campaign hyperbole. Researchers at Stanford University say 700 fatalities and 30,000 cases of COVID-19 have been tied to Donald Trump's campaign rallies. Florida Senator Rick Scott says he'd like there to be a clear winner on election night, but he also wants all the ballots counted. Scott was a guest on CNN's State of the Union Sunday when Jake Tapper asked whether the Republican strategy was to question the validity of mail-in ballots after the election. First off, I, I think we all want um, we want to know the results that night. I, I did a I, I put a bill out that would have national standards for mail-in ballots. It works in Florida. Uh, you can vote here by mail-in. You got to get your you got to get your your vote in right. Uh, you can't wait until after election day. Uh, you can do early and you can do uh, election day. So, but if you're going to do by mail, you got to get your vote in early. And you can check in Florida. You can check to say make sure it got in. Make sure you know, they accepted your you know your signature that you know that so all those things. So. I want people to vote. Uh, I hope we find out election night. I hope it's, it's not a fight. Jake, you remember after my election in 2018, uh, the Democrat uh, attorney came down and said, I don't care what, the, what happened here, we're gonna win this election. That shouldn't be happening. This should not be dealt with through the court system. It should be because people legitimately, you vote, go get your vote in. If you believe in whatever, whoever you believe in, go vote and make sure your ballot's in on time. Florida ballots have to be back at the county elections office by 7 p.m. on November 3rd. Late ballots are not accepted. Postmarks do not count. But there is an exception. An overseas voter has 10 extra days to return a vote-by-mail ballot. This is designed to ensure the votes cast by troops serving overseas are included in the official count. Your calendar of events? Well, Laura Trump will make campaign appearances for her father-in-law in South Florida. She'll be in Palm Beach Gardens at 10, Coral Springs at noon, Miami at 2.30. Trustees at Florida Atlantic University meet online at 11.30. The Board of Nursing meets by conference call at 1. And at 6, the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission will continue a series of webinars about rule changes related to waterfowl in restricted hunting areas. Police say a Florida woman who was refused a refund by her cable company went back to rob it. Employees at the Spectrum store in Orange City say 34-year-old Diana Cerati asked for a refund of a payment, but was told they couldn't because the payment had not been credited. She came back a short time later and asked a different employee for a refund. She got the same answer. 
The third time she came back, employees say she had a crowbar and pried open a register. There was no cash, so they say she used it on another register and then walked out with her refund. They got a picture of her tag as she drove off. The charges are robbery with a weapon, criminal mischief, and petty theft. Finally today, a couple of Florida men are charged with stealing ballots from a mailbox in Broward County. An officer noticed two guys idling next to a mailbox in Lighthouse Point. The cop says he spotted a bag of mail wedged in the front seat, a device used to fish mail out of the drop box, and two ballots that have been separated from the rest of the mail. 28-year-old Alexander Cabral and 20-year-old Vladimir Cabral Cuervas are charged with stealing ballots, fraud, and petty theft. A lawyer for one of the men blamed the charges on, quote, overzealous law enforcement looking to fill an empty narrative that would make a politically expedient mountain out of a molehill. Just what you need from an attorney, creative writing. That's it for today's installment of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.